Hello and welcome back to Hold On I'm Talking Brother. My name is Joe Greenwood and you are listening to our preview of UFC Live in Vegas at the Apex number 4612. This time headlined by Sean Strickland versus Jared Cannonier. Strickland feels like he's been main evented at least 17 of these uh, at this point. And I'm joined by my regular co-host Tom Ballum. Tom? few days removed from UFC 282. A very good card, it turned out. Or a very fun card, I should say. Is this Fight Night card actually better? Uh, I don't know about that, Joe, but it's certainly a sleeper. You know, it's uh, snuck it in right at the end of the year. It's at the apex. You know, we've been uh, treated very poorly at the apex recently. <laughs> Pick that up. You sound a bit demoralized just at the venue. Mm. But when you actually look down this fight card, even going deep into the prelims, this is not a regular, you know, just get some fighters on there, mm. offer money on the street. Yeah. Anybody who wants it, yeah. go in there. We're getting money from ESPN anyway. This is <laughs> some killers. This is it's a good fight night card. Dana said after the pay-per-view, by the way, that they are planning to have more fight nights on the road now. And I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. Thank you. Keep the women's bantamweight main events in the apex and let's get some men's bantamweight uh, fight night on tour. Ma- main events. Yeah, get it on tour. Get them in front of people. It'd be great. Listen, listeners, this is actually some good stuff on here. Let's start with the main event, which is, I mean, maybe not the best thing on this card, but is an interesting uh, fight. Which is the fighter you're more down on here? Is it Jared Cannonier at number three at middleweight or is it Sean Strickland who just got boomed by that Poetan? Left hook at I think, number seven. Well, the thing is, is that in their last two fights, so Cannonier lost to Adesanya and Strickland lost to Pereja, obviously on the same night. What I can say is that one of them actually followed a game plan. So for them, for that, I respect them more. I will say, I think both of these are slightly overranked. Um, I think you're of the opinion, uh, like I am, that when you lose, you know, a title fight or a high-ranking fight... I think you should drop down the rankings a bit. You know, I think you should be dropping off. And who are they ahead of in the middleweight division? Well, it's the likes of Dolice, who's just entered the ranking at eight. You got Andre Muniz at eleven. Mm. Uh, then we're talking about Imamov at thirteen, and of course we just saw Chris Curtis and Duplessis last weekend. So um, you know, there's not that many guys screaming out to be to be in the mixer there. Mm. I think what we'd like to see though is. For example, Strickland, I don't think he's earned a pop at Cannonier. I think he should fight down. What, because of the level of beating he took in his last fight? Yeah, absolutely. Got humbled. And, you know, like, off a loss, I don't think you fight up the rankings. No. So what, what I'm saying is I'm not unhappy about Cannonier getting a matchup like Strickland, but I think it should be Strickland fight, fighting down. So well, that's so you, be my rule. If anything, it should be something more like Vittori versus Cannonier. That'd be a more appropriate matchup. I'd say that's a little bit generous for Cannoneer there. <laughs> I'm looking at Cannoneer fighting somebody kind of seven to twelve. Oh, right? okay. Cannoneer, he sat at three. I'm, I'm not. I don't think he should be fighting the top of the division like the Tory still is. Mm. I think he should be fighting. I mean, as I'm looking at it now, the guy sat in that category. What about someone like Andre Muniz? Yeah, was, Muniz was the one that popped into my head as well. Of like, yeah, that would be that'd be really good, wouldn't it? But this is what we got. We got Strickland versus Cannonier. It should be mm. a nice striking matchup. I think we can say that. Yeah, for sure. Confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we Strickland has quite a clear game plan that is, you know, it's this sort of, <laughs> it's the contradictory 
fight plan, isn't it, compared to the personality? The personality is, I'm going in there to die, and then the fight is, I'm going to just jab your head off, just sort of like hand fight, pitter-patter hand fight, and just jab you, and just basically get in your face and just sort of walk forward. Because he, he never like really puts on much of a pace in terms of like actual footwork, but his output is high. 5.54? Yeah, precise. precise. Actually, no, he's not precise. Let's take that back. 40% striking accuracy. He's, is, but for, it, for that volume that he throws, Joe, I think, he, I think that's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, a, it's a good return. He has a nice striking differential, 1.53 um, compared to Cannoneer's, which is 0.23. Cannoneer lands at 3.73, but his striking accuracy is just over half. Um, they've both got good striking defense as well. So I think... Can I'm sorry, Strickland's one of these fighters where it's like you're gonna fight the fight on his terms, because he's just gonna keep doing the same thing no matter what. It depends on what you're gonna be willing to do. Do you expect Cannonier at any stage to maybe throw a takedown in there to kind of throw him off, or do you think he's what I think he should do, which is commit to the low leg kicks? I mean, I think if there's anything we know about Cannonier is is that he'll wait. Yeah. He'll wait. He's patient. Um, he's got five rounds to do it. Only needs to find one opening. Mm. So I think he'll be prepared to accept Strickland trying to impose his game and come forward mm. and just try to get his timing right before landing on those big power shots that, right. he, that he's well known for. Um, well referenced, well covered in the past. There's a man who's fought at heavyweight, light heavyweight, absolute unit. Mm. You know, he's up. He's up there with. Um, with Dalcha, <laughs> physique of 2022 and mm. 2021 for that matter, and many other years. Mm. The, now, the guy carries a big threat. The problem is, he's, when he's come up against the top of the division, guys like Robert Whitaker and Adesanya, he's been found wanting. All right, yeah. They've been able to get in, get out, and outpoint them. My question to you would be, can Sean Strickland do that? Uh, I would say off the top of the head, no. no. Uh, not in that he can't beat Cannonier, because I think... He does have that. I think it's quite an even fight, but it, that's it, how the odds makers are seeing it. Perfectly it? even matchup. Oh, really? Well, like both yeah. minus one twenty sort of thing. Yeah, minus one hundred five and minus one fifteen. Oh, okay. Well, there's nothing there then whatsoever. Okay. I mean, that's kind of how I see it. Is that like? I think we'll only kind of know how the fight's going if it gets into the third round. Because I think if it goes into a third at that point, I would probably back Strickland to get the win from there. But. Just, Let's be fair to Cannonier. We haven't seen him fading in later rounds. I think he carries that threat. It's more that you would see probably in the third round, Strickland's probably taking the, those rounds on points. Yeah. yeah, most likely. Although saying that, the Gastelum fight for Cannonier was a strong performance, particularly later in the fight. Yep. Um, and he did carry the sort of power shots from there. The problem was that he was facing he an absolute fridge in uh, Kelvin Gastelum, who ate that those shots. Uh, for days, although how much longer he can eat those is probably up for debate. Um, I don't, it's 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 one of those matchups which is just neat but like pretty uninspiring, isn't it? Like it's not like getting the juices flowing, is it? I mean, a big cannoneer knockout. Mm. Yeah, you forget That's... about that Brunson knockout, don't you? Where the elbows, Hermanson, Anson Silva, David Branch. In his little flash in the pan yeah. in the UFC. Cannonier is good. I think he's good enough, patient enough to, to find the timing. I think he'll knock Strickland out. 
Really? Yeah. What, early? No, no, no. I think it's going to be Strickland coming forward, imposing his game, getting more confident. Yeah, jab, 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 forward pressure, Cannonier stepping out the side, working a bit the body, potentially threatening the odd takedown, mm. and just all lulling Strickland into that false sense of security, and then that one shot, it comes that pe- later that, in the fight. That Pereja fight has kind of exposed Strickland, hasn't it? Just like, you just need to... Kind just of just, need one. Just need one. Just need to work him, and you just need to know that if you can land that left hook, you can put him away. Now, not everyone is Alex Pereja when it comes to their left hook, but it is there in the same way it's there on like a Paddy Pimlet. Uh, I probably expect Cannonier to work towards that, that sort of pulling Strickland into his power shots. Um, if I it, think Strickland will oblige him. Yeah. Yeah. Strickland's a weird guy, isn't he, when it comes to the mentality of fighting? Of like, I feel like he isn't he's in a way not too bothered about losing as long as he loses in the way that he finds most honorable uh don't you think like it's getting kadooshed yeah from everybody <laughs> yeah uh, i'm actually you've convinced me tom i'm gonna go with the cannonier knockout as well and i actually think it's gonna be relatively similar to the Pereja one and then sorry strickland but you're gonna be looking at a gregory rodriguez at some stage or a Dricus duplessis who will then be <laughs> searching for that left hook Feed into um, the wolves. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you know, we're a bit muted on this main event, but this co-main event, that's where the juice is. That's where the heat is coming from. Demir Ismagulov versus Arman Sarukin. Arman Sarukin so well thought of that he lost his last fight in the UFC and his ranking hasn't changed at all uh, within the UFC. That's pretty, pretty unique situation to be in, uh, Tom. Um, what, I mean... Is, is Magulov going to be get taken down in this fight? That is what I want to know. Because if that doesn't happen for Sarukian, I could see Is Magulov maybe pulling away in this matchup. I think uh, Sarukian will be doing his absolute damn best to lean heavier on that wrestling game. Mm. Um, Try to impose that against Gamrot, who had a very active defense and throwing a lot of Granby rolls. It's very hard to pin down. I think you'll find Ismagulov will be quite similar in that regard. Mm. Now, this is a man, of course, with... Uh, let me just pull the stats up for you right now, Joe. The the takedown defense of Ismagulov, I think we're looking at something like uh, 90%. 90% exactly that, yeah. Yeah, so a man who can keep the fight on his terms, and those terms are on the feet, very mm. fast hands, fantastic jab, amazing fun- fundamentals. Yeah, the jab that's is why tremendous. So I think, well, I, th- I think it's the best best jab in that division, let's say, yeah. perhaps in, in the UFC. Yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely the need to... He doesn't put a lot on it. He doesn't, like, show a lot of it either. It's not like... And the jab of it itself can just be a single shot he throws. And he doesn't open his defense up a lot. So it's not like he's going to throw this jab and you're going to be able to get around it. It's, it's back straight away. Yep. He's fast, too. His fundamentals are really strong. Also, both of these guys have really good striking defense as well. Mm-hmm. Ismagulov, 63%. Uh, Sarukin, 54%. They only absorb Sarukin, 1.86%. Is Magulov 2.56. It's the takedowns that's really interesting. Both have quite low accuracy, but Sarukin gets 2.71s per 15 minutes at 33%. Chains the takedowns, likes to get those sort of like rolling along and gets you going after a while. I'm thinking of that Joel Alvarez fight where <laughs> Sarukin was covered in Al- Yeah, he was covered in Alvarez's blood. By the end, I of think that. most 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 in attendance were Joe. That was a <laughs> that was a whooping. It was spraying everywhere, wasn't it? Wasn't it one of those fights where the commentators saying like, "I'm actually got Alvarez's blood on me right now." It was <sighs> it was pretty brutal. Whereas 
is my ghoul I've used as takedowns. 1.4 every 15, uh, every 15 minutes, 28% accuracy. Again, low, but more again to open up the striking, open up the hands from there. He will go for a takedown, but he's not really there to hold you down uh, massively. Again, slight issue here for Ismagulov that he's not a finisher. I don't think he would finish Sarukian anyway, but all of his fights have gone the distance in the UFC. I think most noticeably that Kutataladze fight, the last one. Amazing um, stuff that was. <sighs> that fight was so good, wasn't it? That was so, so good. Like, oh, God. Just such, <laughs> just, a, just such a, a sick fight. To the eye. It was just such a sick fight. By the way, Kutataladze is back next month. Facing Thiago Moises in Brazil. Wow, they're not playing with these these guys. They're getting matched up with with the dogs. top top yeah, dogs. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they, they are. really are, and they should be. They should be as well. Well, it's well documented our position on the lightweight rankings, Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. yes, they should be. But first, let's clear out. You know, some of the uh, dross. Kind of, yes, yes. Now, Connor. how do you see this one going? <sighs> Why is it only three rounds, and how do you see it going? Would you should this should be like a five round co-main, shouldn't it? Well, I'm saying if we get the pleasure of Gamrot and Sarukian, which again a, a beautiful, beautiful fight that was over five rounds. Yeah, do, yeah, that was over five rounds. Do you um, judge the quality of that fight depending on the result of it? Because Gamrot won, but a lot of people felt like he didn't. I know you felt like Sarukian won it, and so did I. Do you maybe it doesn't hold that well? I wasn't, up in... I wasn't upset, Joe. I wasn't upset about that. No. I wasn't upset about the Gamrot fight. It was two just high level guys. Uh, what I would say is that, um, yeah, these guys, I mean, at the apex, co main, but only three rounds, it's just doing a disservice to them. I want, I want more, Joe. Mm. I want more. I want five rounds. Mm. Sarukian is Magulov main event canon is Strickland co-main event but that would be that's not getting any viewers in is it uh, that's part of that problem uh, yeah a part of me wants his Magulov to keep the run going well let's just highlight that run he was the champion over in M1 Russia's uh, MMA promotion yeah. that's having been the hand-to-hand combat champion in the in the army I believe yeah Un- unpleasant connotations <laughs> current Current climate. I, I hadn't I'm even sure you agree. Yeah, yeah, but yes, yes. That's for sure, for sure. Um, and he's twenty-four and one. Mm. Anyone can drop a fight early in their career. He's looked to me pretty imperious. Come out from a great challenge against Kutsaladze, a man who's. I'd be interested in seeing how he's going to progress. I'm thinking Ismagulov has got what it takes to and, get, get past Sarukin here. Yeah, I. Th- I mean, that's crazy to say, because Sarukian looked so good in defeat against Gamrot. Um, and, and so against good in Makachev. defeat against Makachev yeah. in his debut, no less. So these guys are destined for the top. What I'm predicting, Joe, is I'm predicting a Sarukian loss and unchanged place in the rankings. Yeah, which Another again... one of those. Yeah, I think that's one of those where actually the losers should just stay in the same place. Because they're doing the unfavorable thing of facing each other, where it's like... <sighs> Realistically, one of these two should be facing Justin Gaethje, probably, or, you know, RDA. I mean, I don't know. I'd watch Sarukin Gamrot too. Like, give me some of that. But instead, they have to face off against each other. Yeah, I think Ismagulov, I think his takedown defense should be able to... It's three rounds, though. That's the problem, isn't it? If it was five rounds... Yeah, I'd prefer Ismagulov over five rounds. (sighs) Hmm. I think he's going to be able to keep the pace and I think he's going to be able to get the win. 
base just off of that jab. Although saying that though, Sarukian, because that height difference as well, because his Magulov's going to have to jab downwards, that may open that space of having to like opening your your face up from having to punch downwards, whereas Sarukian can punch upwards, which will protect himself. Although saying that, that's a bit more tiring to do having to punch upwards. Um. Ugh. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll go. Saru. Oh, sorry. Uh, Ismagulov by decision uh, for this one. It pains me to say because I love Sarukian so much, and I'm. I think he can become champion. Oh, for sure. But as will as could Ismagulov. Yeah, yeah. Just let's just more of this. Keep yeah. these guys going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can absolutely. you imagine if there's a beat down in this show? One of them just wipes the floor with oh. the other. That would be. That would be shocking. That'd be a statement. Oh, it sure would. That would be you're facing. Dustin Poirier up, next. Yeah, so that's what it should yeah. be. Wow, that's what it should be. That's what is what that's it should be, yeah. The winner of this, if they... Like, if Saryukian just takes Ismagulov down and smashes him into the ground, oh. like, and there's, and he gets him out there in the second round and, like, Ismagulov's like a bloody mess, that guy, like, he should be getting a huge fight. He won't. It's like, oh, fantastic, thanks for that. Here's Kuta Taladze for you, but, you know, that's... Oh, man... Oh man, that just hypes me up, the thought of it. God almighty. But I think it's going to be close. Uh, next up on the card, we've got a couple more ranked fighters. This time at Flyweight. Mm. Uh, one of these poor fellows can't even get his profile picture on the UFC main page. Shows you, shows you the promo that Alessandro Costa's mm. uh, getting. Uh, he's fighting Amir Albazi. Both these guys are ranked number eight, Joe. Mm. What stands out to you about either of these guys? Uh, the fact that Costa actually has heavy hands at flyweight. Uh, I watched his fight on the Contender Series against um, Andres Luna uh, Martinetti. So it ended in a split decision. I gave it to uh, Costa, but obviously Dana didn't sign him off of that because, you know, it's a decision and he wants to see the blood in the guts. None of this wrestling crap in there. None of this decision <clears throat> nonsense. And then he goes back to his home league, which is Lux Fight League, and he faces a guy called Carlos Gomez and knocks him out brutally in 12 seconds. Uh, this guy has got heavy, heavy hands. He's got a couple ground and pound finishes as well. The Jorge Calvo Martin fight I looked up as well. Knockdown, strong grappling into vicious ground and pound. So that's what I'm looking for from Costa. I'm looking to see if Albazi, who is more the grappler, has more sub wins. And he's got a really good sub win, which was a, a triangle choke against Malcolm Gordon uh, a couple of years ago in the UFC. I think it was his debut in the UFC. It was. Yeah. yeah. So that sort of... It, very rarely you see this in flyweight of like guy who's clearly better at one thing against a guy who's better at another because they're obviously so well-rounded. But I think this is what I'm interested to see. Will Costa engage on the ground and can Albazi hang on the feet? Wait to see. Yeah, is it... It's a chance for these guys to build a bit of a bit of a brand, you know. Yeah. They, this is going to be Albazi's fourth fight in the UFC, as you say, that win over Malcolm Gordon, and then of course the beating uh, yes. Figueroa's not good brother. Yes, you know, back I, in and August, he, and he whooped him as well in that. He, fight. he whooped him. Yeah, a rear naked choke, uh, end of the first. Mm. So a good showing, but you know, I, I don't think this is something that's going to uh, many fight fans are going to know these guys. I think you could get an episode on Pointless or something. With one of these- <laughs> These guys is an answer. Yeah. So let's see. It's a chance. You build a brand. They're already at, at uh, high, highly placed. Mm. Both two, three fights away potentially from mixing it up for the belt. Fresh blood. 
I uh, hope to see something interesting here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And again, flyweight going into the new year, we're going to have that title fight at the start of the year. I hope whoever wins that can defend it a couple more times in 2023 because there's some really, really interesting contenders coming up there. Of course, the UK's own Mohamed Makayev, our boy Pantoja. I mean, there's there's some interesting guys coming. Just a quick note on flyweight before we do move on to the next fight. I mean, uh, if Moreno wins the fight by a thin margin, is it over? Please. 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 Yeah. Please. And, and would you declare Moreno the winner of the series then with a s- slim slim win over? Uh, well, you'd have two, win, two wins to one and then one draw. I mean, that first... One draw, draw that he lost. One draw that he lost, yeah. Like Jan Blachowicz. Um It's... <sighs> if Figueredo wins, there's no doubt. Yes. And, yeah. Mar- I, actually, you know what? Whoever wins, there's no doubt for me. Like, you have to just move on. You I mean, I don't want to... the first fight and just make it a trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to open this up for discussion, really. Just just curious if you're interested. It's to see your first first take on that. Because I, I've got Figueredo with a win... You know, then we can be happy that it's over and there's no doubt. But mm. a slim Moreno win, I would, I'd feel bad for Figgy. Not so bad that I would want to see no. another fight. But I would say it's still out there in in that scenario in, yeah. in a future timeline. I think it's also. I think I just go back to that first fight where it's like we should never have had the second one where he mm. lost it. Mm. You know, and it's like again, I just don't want. I don't like titles to get held up in endless rematches and particularly when you've had four fights within the space of two years between the but same guys in your mind like i've re- I, <laughs> given this the airtime that i never planned to and this is why we're ending up with more fights because they are the dominant story at flyweight yeah. but in your mind right now who's who's you know sh- should moreno be in there again for me it's pretty decisive figueredo is is the winner yeah uh, i think i say figueredo is uh a nose ahead of Moreno. I think it also be interesting with Moreno. It's more than a nose for me. Um, There's some cheekbone coming in. You know, you that know. last one was pretty decisive, wasn't it? Like, people thought it was yeah. a lot closer than it was, but it, it wasn't. I think also what will be interesting going to this next one is this, the narrative of Brandon Moreno's coach, James Krause, not being allowed to coach him, like, corner him. Like, what's Moreno going to do? He's, he's, this has probably affected his camp quite severely. He's going to have to make the change. What's, what, what move is he going to make? Yeah, don't don't illegally bet on fights. No, guys. absolutely do not. Otherwise, you go to federal jail. Now, Tom, do you have the UFC rankings in front of you? I do. Is Alex Casera still ranked at featherweight? <laughs> uh, he's not. Thank he is. Thank been, you for yes. that. Now, yes. if Julian Arosa beats Alex Caceres, a man you have dumped on, insulted, besmirched many times over, he should be ranked. Joe, I mean, I had to eat my words after that last show and over Hakeem Dawadu. Mm. Um, wow, that was a whooping on a very promising, well-rounded fighter in Dawadu. Yeah, Julian Arosa, you've got to give it to him. He's had a complete resurgence in his career. It's time to acknowledge it. Mm. He deserves to be here. Now, since coming back to the UFC after being cut following a three-fight skid, only as recently as 2019... Went over to Cage Sport for one fight, got a submission there, back to the UFC by the start of 2020, just in time for COVID. Mm-hmm. And he went to work during COVID, Joe, let me tell yeah. you. It was it's uh, five wins out of six. Mm-hmm. And with a win here, he's, he, he, you know, Jonathan Pierce, I don't know who you are, son. 
Right, I'm taking you out from number 50. He, uh, he just beat the damaged Aaron Elkins. Oh, that's why I don't know who you are. Yeah. Out of those, by the way, out of those five wins, he's got a couple names on there. You know, smaller names, nothing, nothing huge. Uh, Dowadu being the most impressive, but Charles Jordan well, as well. Charles Jordan. That was the yeah. other one I was going to bring Nate up. Nate Landwehr is a name Land, as well. Yeah. Dis, be, dis, dis, despite my best wishes, he's he's a name. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got some really, and he's got some nice finishes on there as well. A couple Das chokes. You know, it, it's nice to see Arosa getting up there. Give him a shot at the rankings. Why not? Let's see. Let's see what he can do at this sort of run in his career. Also, he is, he, it he, is a fighting at one forty-five this time. It is indeed. Also, well, he can relate to Jared Gordon in that he had a clear win over Paddy Pimlet, given against him in Cage Warriors in Pimlet's first defense of the featherweight title in twenty sixteen. So, you know, he's been he's been through been through the mill. He's got a bit of seasoning. Oh, he certainly has, Joe. I mean, he was back on The Ultimate Fighter. That's where I was first introduced to him. Mm. And that was all the way back in 2015. So quite the career for Julian Rosa. I was just wondering, because I'm, I'm looking down his record now. Uh, the reason I asked about 145, this man has had no less than five matchups at 150. Catchweight belts. Oh. And you know his record in those five fights? What? He's 5-0, and oh, Joe. Is he? 150 belt, the, make it. The Arosa division. The, the Arosa division. Well, how many of those are in the UFC? Be interesting the the last three. The last three, Joe. The last three were all UFC fights. There was a... Because oh, Peterson missed weight. Dawado missed weight. Yeah, the Jordan fight. And then um, when he first came back to the UFC in 2020, it was um, it was a catch weight at 150. He got performance of the night over Sean Woodson then. So right. I might think he might be preying on a Caceres weight slip here and... Uh, hmm. Add to the legend. That's the problem, though, isn't it? Is that they don't classify as a win in that division then anymore, do they? So, yeah, it's a shame. Conspiracy. Yeah, everything's against Juicy J. Yeah, we're going for a Juicy J win here. No offence, Caceres, but you're a bit of a jabron. Uh, All right, moving on. This is fun. Drew Dober against Bobby Green, who is back. Um, What are you favouring here? The hooks of Dober or the shoulder rolling of Green? What (laughs) What do we want here? Uh, I'm seeing those shoulders rolling all night long. Mm. I'm seeing just light glancing blows going over the top and then cheeky little jabs and a bit of a dance from Green yeah. celebrating <laughs> another another fool marked yeah. with the Bobby Green cross of death. Yeah, I, I just don't... You're not, you're, not a do, you're not a Doba guy. I'm not. I'm not a Doba guy. I know I know you are. I'll let you put up the I'm not a Doba guy. I'm not a Doba guy. But but just... you, like, you like the full juice, Joe. You like the... You like turn it up to a hundred and guns blazing. I know. I like. We know. I like the T Rex arms. You know. I like Doba, Stamen, Paolo Costa. <laughs> get them on that secret juice. Get those arms shortened. Get them in the hooks. That's what I want to yeah. see. No, well, I, can, was... I, I can see the same thing. Green's length, jabbing at range, moving out, pulling Doba in, catching him coming in, right hand over the top of the of the left hook. That's what I'm feeling. What we've seen from Dober recently is some absolute wars. Uh, the McKinney one. Terrence McKinney, yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a harem scare mm. Three minutes, 17 of men flying across the octagon. Amazing. Uh, By the way, McKinney yeah. next, back uh, next month as well. Um, he is facing uh, Ismail Bonfim, whoever that is. Uh, I'll do, don't worry, I'll do my research before then. Uh, but yeah, he's back next month as well. Anyway, let's continue. Well, yeah, I think we summed it up quite nicely there. Bobby Green, vintage was, performance. What was, the, uh, what was the other Dober war that I'm sort of... Uh, oh, it was Brad Riddell. 
Yeah, Brad Riddell lost the decision to him in the end, but it was mm. there was they were crunching into each other. Oh my god, that fight Full was force. so sick. <laughs> that was such a sick fight. Um, right. What else have we got on this card? Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing now. Uh, well, glance you... down. Go on. Well, yeah, just a glance across to the prelims. Were you thinking? No, 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 Tom. We got another main fight uh, card. Jake, Jake Matthews. No, uh, Cody Brundage versus Mikhail. Oh, how do you say this guy? Oh, name? Joe, I, I, sorry, mate. I, I just browsed straight past this. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> if that wasn't clear, I'm not interested. Sorry, Mikhail Oleksiechuk. Thank you. Um, but that, yeah, I'll put a bit bail you out there, my co-host. Don't okay. want one of those, one of those moments again. You, you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm not saying. All right, all right, all right. Let's not make not a that again, Joe. Right. Yeah, we're trying to get sponsors here, Tom. None of this, uh, none of this talk. Anyway, yeah. you don't want to talk about Instagram's favourite Cheyenne Vismus, uh, former Cheyenne buys who. Uh, Joe, I didn't even open the tabs. Mate. Okay. That's what these fights, they don't appear on the card to me. My card continues with Jake Matthews versus Matthew Semmelsberger. Oh, my word. Jake Matthews. Uh, yeah, that's why. Jake Matthews, last show in. Wow. Uh, his last uh, showing was against um, Filia, wasn't it? Um, yes. Oh, that was such a sick performance, wasn't it? Dismantled really, him. Yeah, it really did dismantle him. Totally, totally destroyed him. Um yeah, and he had the win over Emil Meek as well at the start of 2020. It's really jabron. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Has a win over the Leech as well. Not a Jabron. Not um, a Jabron, definitely not. No. Um, yeah, that's the thing with um, Matthews. I think he was just so improved in that Filio fight that I feel like I'm looking at a different fighter. Well, that's what I'm excited to see, Joe. I just hope that that was the birth of a new of a new man. Because mm. he's had been a long time in the UFC. Um, he's 28. Yeah, surprisingly. And so that it just, you know, maybe another look at Jake Matthews. I, I hope he can continue here because Matthew Semmelsberger, I'm not sure he's going that far. So no. I'm I'm just I'm just looking for another one of those Jake Matthew wins. Semmelsberger the new legend. Semmelsberger though, he can sort of take a fight away from you without you realizing it. <laughs> I think I've, I've like the last couple times I've watched him, it's like I've kind of like been a bit like, "Oh, whatever." And then like Suddenly, he's got his hand raised. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. He actually did win the fight. I'm thinking of the... He lost to Morono, but he fought... Um, oh, bloody Nora. What's the guy's name? Oh, he lost to Chaos Williams as well. Uh, uh, AJ Fletcher. Yeah. I remember that one. And I remember the win over um, Sano, where he got like a quick finish in the first round. It was, again, one of these guys who just... He feels like create a fighter without anything really added to him no offense matthew semmelsberger you'd beat the shit out of me but like i just doesn't have that zhuzh do you know what i mean matthew's well, we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that when we're talking about the forfeits for you coming <laughs> in 2023 matthew semmelsberger will be talking uh next time joe goes down no on one of these what you, you we're not doing that? this every month what was this that you think you're doing we're not doing that 12 months month. of beatdowns, joe that's what i'm saying straighten you out and your trash talk here on the pod now look is there one more fight on here that you'd like to pick up on i am gonna don't tell me it's darren win no i am excited to see julian marquez though um right. that is very much it no i'm i tell you what i'll take this one manal cap versus david dvorak cap my boy Please, Cap, you've got to win. You've got to prove me right. Like, I can't... Like, I was so hyped from him coming in over from Rising. I was just like, this is the guy. He could beat Mighty Mouse. He could beat Cejudo. He could beat them all. <laughs> and then he proceeded to lose his first two fights. Admittedly, they were against... Um, Pantoja was one. And was it Askarov the other? Yeah, he's he's had some pretty good matchups. 
Yeah. But I still haven't seen, you know, I just haven't seen what you're talking no, about. No, Mateus Nicolaou was the was the other one where it was a split decision loss. Um listen man, he's gonna I'm hoping he can put Dvorak away. If he can't put Dvorak away, then I think there's a serious issue here with Cap. But just wait and see. He has won his last two fights by first round knockout. Tom, is there something that you're interested in on this uh prelim? Well, I think the fight I have to draw attention to is any fight with Nurmaga made of in mm. the in the matchup, you, you've got to show some interest. Now, no relation, of course, to Khabib or Umar, um, no. but Dagestani. <laughs> yes. And that that means something. Although he does have a bit of an interesting style for Dagestani. Likes those flashy kicks. Mm. Really does, uh, yes. He's more, yeah. He's like um, uh, Umar Nurmagomedov is more the kicker, isn't he, in uh, the UFC. He's also in the bantamweight division. That's right. Um, and then you've got Usman in... Bellator, who again is more of a kickboxer. It's quite interesting that the uh, uh, Usman, by the way, just became the lightweight champion in Bellator, defeating oh, break it, p- breaking p- news to me. Tricky Pitbull, <laughs> uh, the worst Pitbull brother. Anyway, what about his opponent? Can you tell us anything about this man? Well, uh, with the help of the internet, uh, yes, uh, I had to look him up because I do not know Saeed Yakub. <laughs> Kakramonov. Oh, nice one! All right, he's he's fighting out of um, out of the US, but um, of foreign extraction, shall yes. we say? All right, well, um, I don't know why you put painting it like that. <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to highlight Joe that he also originates from somewhere in Central Asia and should be feared. Well, he's he says he's fighting from Uzbekistan. Yes. So that is That's a, what I'm that's what I'm telling you, Joe. Any any that region, any stands, any sort of Central Asia towards Russia, you, <laughs> you know, you're like I don't want to go near that man. That's it. And that's also it. No. let's put the other thing out there. Two and oh in the UFC. And he's at Bantamweight, so he must be pretty good. He's beaten Trevin Jones and Ronnie Lawrence. You know. Must be something there. Yeah, yeah. He'll be looking back to get his loss back over Umar. Uh, Nurmagomedov, which happened in the PFL uh, back in 2018. Mm. He'll be looking to get a win back over Nurmagomedov and then call out Khabib, round it off, let's go. <laughs> Step up, Saeed. Yes, Saeed Yokub. No, there's actually another fighter mentioning to fear all, all men from Central Asia slash Europe region, depending on your mm. persuasion. Uh, the UFC's first fighter from Tatarstan is on this card. Jim. Really? Yes. Who? This is a man called... Let me just search my way down the card. Uh, he is called... Go on. Uh, Rinat Fakhreddinov. Oh, my words. Yeah, sorry about that. To, uh, <laughs> his people from Tatarstan. But looking for a lot of, lot of double legs, Joe. A lot he, of double The man likes a double leg. I remember this guy. I remember this guy. He, I remember he fought the guy who... Um, he fought Pereja in his first fight. Uh, Michaelides, oh. yeah. Oh my God, this guy absolutely rode Michaelides. Oh my word, poor Michaelides. He had an absolutely brutal time in that fight. Yes, I do know this guy. He, yeah, one of those, another welterweight sort of coming Joe, from this region. Nineteen and one. <sighs> Incredible. By the way, against Michaelides, he averaged five takedowns per fifteen minutes. Good lord. Good lord, indeed. That is. That's prodigious. I mean, 
you want to see, for the true fans out there, you want to search this guy, uh, all you're going to see is footage of him shooting, shooting double legs, <laughs> all parts of the world, and mm. many men are coming to them. So he's coming. He's against, coming. Against Brian Battle, Brian Battle, who has a decent kicking game, um, gets a, puts a lot out there, strikes line per minute 7.18. I think that's going to be his undoing, to be honest. I think he's going to get taken down and ridden into the mat uh, <laughs> from there. Although I was saying that Battle, good record, 9-1, and one, but nothing compared to a 19-1. and one. Is this is he one of these? Who's he? Where's he for? Brian Battle came off of the uh, Ultimate Fighter. I oh, think, of one course, of the recent products. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, right, Joe. Did you have some breaking news for us? You've been you've been teasing it. You've been teasing it. What have you got for us? Well, this came out late last week. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, late last week. Uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, after his win over Kevin Holland, which we still haven't talked about, by the way. Spectacular performance from Mister Wonderboy, I must say. Um. He dropped a bit of news, uh, inadvertently, I think. I believe that the UFC may have talked to Wonderboy about a title shot because apparently Kamaru Usman is out of the trilogy fight with Leon Edwards oh. due to having hand surgery. Okay. What? Now, that was when he was firing guns in uh, with Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kickback I, I'm sure, took him out. I'm, I'm sure the amount of money he made from that appearance, he could have bought a new hand and chop off his old one. I mean... Come on, Kamaru, think about this. You've got to invest in yourself here. Um, and, well, maybe the case that Leon's going to have a different person across from him at UFC uh, 286 in London. Tom, do you want to take a guess at who is the most likely person he's going to face? Colby. No. No? George Hamza? Masvidal. Oh, God. Masvidal what? is apparently the front-runner for a title shot Ugh. against Leon Edwards. I mean, all right, all right. Let me change my mindset on that. Leon, get your money, son. Yes. Get your respect back. I take it back. Yeah. It should be some good trash talk. Uh, and an absolute matchup. And an absolute whooping for Masvidal. I'd expect so, yeah. yeah. Um, Masvidal, I think he would like this. I think he'd prefer to, prefer to prepare for this than Colvin, Colby or, or Kamaru. Mm. Um I don't think he's totally washed. I think he does carry some threat, but mm. yeah, I'd expect Leon to come out on top. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's, it's, you it's know why I'm wincing, don't you? Yeah, well, you, yeah, I think you know. Yeah, it it's, should be. It should be he, he's not deserving no. of, a, of it, a title fight. It should be Usman, or what about Bilal Muhammad? Ugh. Come on, man, he deserves it at this he stage. Des- no, he deserves it. I can't deny the man. I can't deny the man. It mm. just doesn't. It doesn't excite me. Usman Edwards. I mean. Let's let me look at it another way though. I think Leon all all the time he can get to prepare for the next Usman matchup is uh, is is a good thing indeed because mm. we know he really had to go to the deepest darkest place to mm. to find that he was on his way to a loss. Mm. Uh, I think we'll all acknowledge. So yeah, bit of a tune up against Bilal. Get the get the confidence there. Put him away. Oh, against we- Masvidal. Well, you mentioned Bilal potentially getting mm. in there for for a matchup. We, I think we'd expect Edwards to come through Bilal, but yeah. at least face a good wrestling test. So, yeah, anything that gets him ready for Usman too. Yeah, I think also if you're going to line up the welterweight division, you can do this with, like, if you have Hamza, first off, make 170 and uh, face a Covington or Bilal in the co-main slot underneath that sounds fantastic. Um, Edwards versus uh, Masvidal. Yeah, that's fine. 
that's fine by me. It, I, I guess also the UFC, two weeks before that, they've got the potential Jones and Garnu card uh, before. That's if that happens. Apparently Ngannou is now officially a free agent. I'm so, worried, yeah. Yeah. I'm worried. You think it's Jones versus Blades, maybe? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. I, I just don't think Ngannou's coming back. I, 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 I want it not to be true so badly. Though. Yeah. It's really swayed back and forth, hasn't it? The feeling of where it's going. But I do well, hope my, he comes back. My feeling hasn't been swayed. It's just you saying those sweet words to me that uh, you you believed. And that gave me a glimmer of hope. But on a personal level, I, I, it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out. That's a shame. It's a real shame. Oh, it's, it's more than a shame, but we'll talk about that if that eventuality comes to pass. Yeah. There'll be an extended segment, let me tell you right now. <laughs> Nganu could be the biggest star out there right now, should be, in his prime. How, how have they got this heavyweight gem? Yeah. This like literal Mike Tyson of MMA, yeah. who could be the biggest thing going. Like If you think about... like. You know how like people talk about, oh, Mike Tyson's the greatest heavyweight of all time. He's not, for one. But, you know, people love Mike Tyson. They love watching his knockouts from back in the day. They love it. Why isn't Ngannou that? Why They've just absolutely fumbled it with him. And it yeah. pains me. Pains me how much they've ruined this. Because it's like, the guy doesn't even have to talk. And he can get people in the building. Because the thing is that he can talk as well, Joe. Yeah. He's, be- he's become the complete package. Yeah. Of course, the backstory that's been highlighted. The, the, like I said, I, I can't give the man enough credit. I can't not talk about what happened in that last fight against Blade. He uh, against uh, Garn. Garn. Yeah. He blew his knee out, Joe. Yeah. He, against he's got a, a bad matchup, a tricky man to fight, and he found the way to win. He risked it all. Yeah, with a personal history there and a personal beef with the former coach. Yeah. There was a lot going into that fight with the UFC wanting him to lose. And then he did that. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Right, Tom, we're coming to the end of 2022. And I realised the other day that we are 18 months away from UFC 300. Okay. Now, Tom, I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question here. Or, you know, a bold prediction. Off the top of your head, what is going to be the main event of UFC 300? We're 18 months away, you say? 18 months away. Wow. Wow. That's a major uh, card. Jim Miller's going to be fighting on it. We know that for a fact. Dana has said if he's still in the company at that point and still fighting, Jim Miller will be on the UFC 300. I would doubt he's main eventing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... I'm quite happy to rule that out yeah. right now. Feed him another, you know, debutante in the UFC to get smoked like he's been doing in recent, <laughs> recent times. Anyway, go on. Well, it's just that's eighteen months is a long time in the sport, Joe. Long time, and uh, you know it, what's that makes one inclined to look down to these killers coming through. Mm. But who can the who can they become? You know what's their potential in terms of like being a star, being a breakout? Mm. Who who can stay in position now? Who's already at the top? It's uh. a, it's a tough ask. It's a tough ask. I, long time in this sport. Long time. Very long time. I mean, at that stage, we may have already seen Hamzat Chimaya fight for the title and maybe lose. May have seen him go up a division. May have seen Adesanya reclaim the belt or Whitaker or maybe Pere has just been dominant at middleweight. I think Hamzat will have been called up by then, Joe. <laughs> what, to the front? <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be on oh, the I front hope lines. Not. Hopefully not, yeah. I hope not. not. For, for maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be Shavkat Rachmanov. Maybe it's going to be someone at Bantamweight. 
Joe, maybe, maybe be O'Malley on his third defence. I'm sorry, Joe. Shavkat Rachmanov is not headlining UFC 300. I know. Doesn't matter what he does between now and then. I know. That's not happening. Hey, it's in my world. Can I tell you what I think it's going to be? Please. Connor versus Nate 3. <laughs> <laughs> what a note to uh, to come to an end on. Uh, uh, let me show some light in the world. Let me say... Uh, Sean O'Malley? Yeah. He's going to be fighting, finally, Marlon Vera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Marlon, that long wait. Yeah, he's going to dodge him until then, but Marlon will have head-kicked his way to be undeniable. Mm. Um, He'll be representing South America, Sean O'Malley, North America, Mm. Clash of Civilizations. UFC oh man! If I'm if I'm, I'm Dana, selling it. if I'm Dana, I'm booking it. Like I'm booking it now. Going like t- title fight UFC 300. Bands. I'm announcing it today. Obviously, Aljamain will be like, "What?" Be like, "Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. You'll be out of here by then." Uh, Marab, you're no way to be seen in the UFC at this stage. Oh God! Uh, the only other man I'd lean towards when I'm thinking about you know the most dominant, the people with some sort of brand, Volkanovski. Could he be in the mix up there somewhere? 18, Can some what still challenger? I think Arnold yeah. Allen will be champion by then, won't he? So that's I don't according think that... to Joe's official predictions. <laughs> you, you've hung yourself out to dry there, mate. No, I haven't at all. That's another. By... That's another whooping from Semmelsberger <laughs> coming after that prediction. Oh my word! Um, yeah, I don't. I eighteen months is a long time for him to keep that that featherweight title. That's hard, man. That's really, really hard. And then what, you're going to have Taporia potentially up there at that stage? Evloev? Ooh. A lot of... Well, he's got to get past Makachev first for the lightweight title, if he can. And then he's going to have the winner of Emmett versus Yair. Um, I mean, who who are you most confident about still being champ by UFC 300? Really? Uh, like, Figueredo, would you put that Makachev. odds on that he's going to be the champ then? Makachev is be the one, but you know, you no. know who's coming through, Joe. We pr- we proved for you did earlier on the pod. You got Ismagulov, yeah. you got Surukin, you got Dariush. Uh, there's some tests coming mm. for Makachev. He's got some some absolutely tough matchups to to get through. Yeah, Makachev would be the one, and then Volkanovski. Those are the two that I'm like, though they're ahead enough in their division that they can sort of. Hold it. I don't know. It's it's good. It's hard. It's hard to say. But I did think eighteen months away, and I felt like Connor versus Nate is the most UFC thing for them to. I know I keep bringing it up, but like tragic. It is tragic. Really, really is. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) We'll be back next week to talk about this card. Hopefully, something good happened on it. I doubt. I doubt that it'll be a boring one. Um, Tom, is there anything else you want to bring up? No, I think that sums it up, Joe. Can't wait for this card, and let's speak next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week, listeners. Contact us at holdonbrother69 at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, spread the word, and uh, see you next week. Bye, Tom. See you next week, Joe. Bye-bye.